The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $500 risk-free sports bet. Download WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use a promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com and the promo code SGP. We'll support you by PixWise. PixWise is the number one home of free sports betting picks. Visit PixWise.com to make your next bet better. We'll support you by Underdog Fantasy. Sign up at UnderdogFantasy.com with the promo code SGPN and receive a free $25 entry to use in Best Ball Mania 2 for your chance to win $1 million. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app. SGPN is giving you a chance to win $100,000 on NFL Week 1, exclusively on the SGPN app. Hey guys, you are listening to the debut episode here of Scomessa Adalia on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. That's what we are going to be calling our Serie A shows this year. Scomessa Adalia, have a look and see what it stands for. Um, you can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast here on Twitter, at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can also check out my website, lockbetting.com. Still not too late to get on those futures plays. We are cruising towards our 99th month in a row of transparent track profit. We have 98 months in the bank. Number 99 is coming up. That means for over eight years, I've not had a losing month. I am coming off a 10-2 and weekend to start off the soccer season. Absolutely blitzed the EPL. You probably got a feel for that from the EPL show that I posted this weekend. Our futures have made good starts. But as I said, the, the futures, you can still get them. There hasn't been significant line movement with any of those other than um, Manchester City versus the field where we took the field, where suddenly City have jumped from 46 minus 150 favourites to um, 11 to 10 or 6 to 5 in some places to win the league. That is a dramatic amount of line movement based on one result. I guess it's a case of uh, Harry Kane or bust for for Manchester City, according to some. I don't think it's as simplistic as that. I still think they're going to be runners with or without Harry Kane, but that is some big line movement. I still don't fancy Man City to win the title. I didn't fancy them at the start of the season. I don't fancy them to get this Kane deal over the line. I think Daniel Levy is going to be stubborn. So the EPL is going to be very, very interesting this season. But so is Serie A, which is what we are here to talk about. You guys voted Serie A in as the league that you won. There is no more Bundesliga. You can still listen to the Bundesliga along with the Liga and all the other European leagues over at the European show on LockBain.com. I don't talk about every single game. I talk about my favourite games from around Europe, and that was successful this week. The European show started 5-1 and one to kick off the season, and that included landing the lock and a whole bunch of other European plays as part of the 10-2 demolition job that we did at the books at the weekend. So to get this weekend's plays, head over to LockBetting.com. 
This Serie A preview here is going to look at the futures and then the um, the show that we put out in a couple of days' time. That will end up looking at the uh, the weekend fixtures coming up this weekend for Serie A here on Scamessa Italia. So let's start with uh, where it makes most sense. That's to look at the outright markets and the outright winner of the league this season. Now, Juve initially opened up as 5-4 to favourites. They're now available at even I don't think that's um, short enough based on what's happened here because I looked at Italy as very much being a two-horse race. Now, Atalanta flatter to deceive every season. They do end up getting in the Champions League positions, but they are just far too inconsistent to challenge for the league. I think that's going to remain a fact. I think Atalanta are going to be there or thereabouts, but I don't see them as title challengers. I don't see AC Milan as title challengers yet. They had a very good season last season. They overachieved, and I think getting back in a Champions League would be overachieving once again. I don't see a challenge from Napoli. I don't see a challenge from Roma, despite being managed by Jose Marina, although I do think that they will improve. I certainly don't see a challenge from Lazio. For me, I had this pegged as a two-horse race. How would Inter Milan cope without Antonio Conte and by having to sell a few players versus Juve without Pirlo, now restoring Allegri, but also without making any significant sales? I thought that the um, the ball had shifted into Juve's court. I thought they should be favourites. I thought the books had it spot on. But then when Inter Milan were talking about selling players, we weren't talking about selling their best players and their very best player. That's what's happened with Romelu Lukaku going to Chelsea for £100 million. So once that happened, I expected Juve to significantly shorten up as favourites here and possibly be available at around about 4-6 to six minus 150, with Inter Milan moving out even more. That hasn't happened. All that's happened here is that Inter Milan have moved out from being the 5 to 2 second second favorites to the 7 to 2 second favorites. Atalanta have closed slightly from being 7 to 1 to 11 to 2 and Juventus have gone to even money from being at 5 to 4 or 6 to 5 in some places anyway in the first place. So the line movement for me has not been enough for what I diagnosed as a two horse title race anyway. For me I strongly now favour Juve here in this race. They still have the um, the old school defenders that proved in the Euros that they can play. Bonucci and Chiellini. They have um, solid defenders in and around that. They have solid players in their midfield who massively underachieved last season. And they still have Cristiano Ronaldo. And they still have to work out a way to utilise Dybala better because last season he wasn't utilised at all under Pirlo. So this is a strong, strong Juve squad. And and don't get me wrong, Inter still have a strong squad as well. Just because they've sold Lukaku doesn't mean that they've sold everyone else around him. But they are listening to offers. So Inter Milan aren't going to get any stronger. When you're bringing in Zeko from Roma as a replacement for Lukaku, that shows that your financial issues are more significant than what they were said to be once Conte left. Because the the narrative when Conte left this job was simply that he wasn't going to get any funds to invest in new players. It wasn't a case of, hey... We need to sell players. That's a very, very different proposition. And that's probably what was laid out for Antonio Conte because that's probably why Antonio Conte ended up leaving because I feel that he would have stayed had it just been a case of, you know, we're not going to give you um, the, the money that you need to possibly challenge for the Champions League, which I think would have been Antonio Conte's goal. So I think it's very, very different here. Um, as for Juve, 
they're going in the other direction where they can get stronger. Today, as we're doing this podcast, they have gone and signed uh, Locatelli from Sassuolo. Now, that's a big, big signer. We saw Locatelli in the Euros. He wasn't a player that uh, that played consistently for the Italian team. But when he came on and when he played, he did a decent job. Enough of a job to attract the attention of clubs around Europe. And Juve are the ones that have ended up getting him. This is a team that aren't struggling here for money like, like other teams in Italy and, and around Europe. They've been able to maintain Cristiano Ronaldo and this big wage bill, despite the fact that there's interest from uh, around Real Madrid. I think some of this interest from Ronaldo has been sparked off by Ronaldo himself because it's believed that he doesn't necessarily want to stay at Juve because he doesn't see them as a team that can realistically challenge for the Champions League. But at this moment in time, when you're looking at PSG, it's difficult to to think anybody is a realistic challenger unless um, unless PSG massively over under, under uh, unless PSG massively underperform. But that is a definite possibility because this PSG team have always underperformed in the Champions League. So if you're looking at this PSG dream team and you're writing off for Bayern Munich, for example, uh, or even at, at Manchester City or any of the other English clubs, you'd be wrong to do that because I don't think the Champions League is in any way a foregone conclusion, and I don't think. Juve are out of the Champions League, especially with Allegri taking over and with them maintaining some of the players. Here, they have a lot of the... um a lot of the core Italian players that were influential in Italy winning the Euros here in Federico Chiesa, Chiellini and Benucci at the back. These are vital players as well. And as I said, they just signed Locatelli in there as well. There's question marks here over Chesney and goal. Uh, Matthias De Litt hasn't really settled at Juve. He owes them a good season. I think Cordado is a pretty consistent player. I think uh, Weston McKennie's only going to get better here. Uh, I think we still have to see more here from, from, from Rabiot. I don't think he's had his best time in a Juve shirt. I think Federico Enrico Chiesa has a massive upside and will only benefit here from playing more with Cristiano Ronaldo. I think Pablo Dybala owed a good season. I think Morata, he's he's very, very hit and miss. I think we saw in the Euros that he needs two or three chances to score goals. But a lot of these games, those two or three chances are going to come. And Cristiano Ronaldo is Cristiano Ronaldo. This is the strongest team here in Serie A. And I haven't even talked about all of the players. I've just picked out one or two names there. Uh, Alexandro, uh, the left back. He could easily be... um, on the shortlist as uh, one of the two, three best left-backs in the world. He plays for Juve. He's not linked with any move away to Juve. So this is a strong, strong team here. And I think with Inter Milan going the other way, where we can only see players going out and uh, with Atalanta being so very inconsistent, AC Milan just getting back into the top four of Italian football and re-establishing themselves there. Lazio being forever inconsistent. Mourinho not having enough of the tools here. Yes, he was able to sign Tammy Abraham for 34 million, but Tammy Abraham has come in from not being able to play at Chelsea. Juve have Cristiano Ronaldo and they have Dybala struggling to get into the team. It's it's chalk and cheese. It's very much different when you're trying to make a case for somebody challenging this team here for the league, especially with Allegri there coming in and uh, replacing Pirlo. Now, they've gone from um, Allegri and they've tried to bring in other managers. They tried to do the, the complete different thing here with uh, with Pirlo after it didn't work with Sarri and Sarri Ball. That didn't work for them. They tried to go back to their roots and bring in Pirlo, uh, very much copying what's being done around various clubs around the world. It didn't work for Chelsea with Frank Lampard. It's debatable whether it's worked for Manchester United under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. I think the one example where a club legend has really, really worked and been successful has been Zinedine Zidane at Real Madrid. It didn't work here for, for Juventus. That's why Pirlo's no longer in the job, uh, despite the fact he did squeak this team over the line and get them into the Champions League. But as far as I'm concerned here, 
looking at the league winner, um, it's going to be Juventus here this season. And I think getting them at around about even money, anything that isn't odds on, but even if you do find odds on prices, if you're getting, um, if you're getting a minus 110, 10 to 11, for example, I would take that here because it's very difficult for me to not see Juventus winning the league and making a case from a challenge from any of the teams from behind. I think if anybody comes through here and makes some kind of challenge, I think it would be Atalanta. Their problem has been inconsistency. And if they can find a little bit more consistency and they can defend a little bit better because at the attacking end of the field, there's no issues with Atalanta. They are going to score goals. Um, you, you know that there's going to be Atlanta players up there in the top goal scorer charts this season, namely, uh, Luis Muriel, who's going to be very, very, is very, very going to be, is going to be very, very consistent and prolific here throughout the season. But I'm not sure it's going to be enough here for Atalanta to actually go on and, and win the league. We saw last season when Atalanta got to the cup final, they, they lost to Juve. This team find it difficult to get over the line and to actually win a trophy, despite the fact they are the big improvers. And you have to say they are the most improved team that have come out of the woodwork in the last five, ten years in Italy. I don't think they're ready to win this Serie A title with this um, overwhelming quality that Juve here have got in the team. But... I do think Atalanta could finish in second place. And when you're looking at this market at the moment in Serie A for the winner without Juve, it surprises me to see Inter Milan still leading the market here. They're available at 7-4. Atalanta are available here at 5-2. Whereas you have Napoli 5-1, AC Milan 7-1, Roma 8-1 and Lazio 14-1. I think Atalanta are a great bet here at 5-2. And uh, I would certainly be looking at them as being the nearest challengers to Juve. I think Inter Milan are still going to get into the top four, though. I still think they're going to be in and around that that, that area. I just think they're going to miss Lukaku's goals. Because Lukaku, the Lukaku that went to Inter Milan was very much a player that was ridiculed for his first touch and was a little bit of a, of a tapping merchant and someone who you needed to get crosses into. You needed to play a certain way stylistically, and that isn't the way that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wanted to play. He wanted to play a different style of football, which didn't involve um, getting the ball into Romelu Lukaku. So Romelu Lukaku went to Inter Milan, and the assumption was is that's how they would play. Well, Conte didn't play that way. In fact, he changed the man himself. Romelu Lukaku didn't come, didn't become a player with a bad first, first touch who, uh, who scored tappings and headers. Romelu Lukaku started to score goals from outside the box. Romelu Lukaku started to make assists. Romelu Lukaku started playing with his back to goal and getting involved in the play that would lead up to the goal. So you would get the assists before the assist. And Romelu Lukaku would score all kinds of different, ho- different goals while scoring in tappings and headers and being at the right place at the right time. Romelu Lukaku changed completely as a player under Antonio Conte. And as I've said previously before, there's loads of um, people who want to lord Pep Guardiola as a tactical master and, and a player who, and a manager who gets the most out of players. I can't think of any examples where a player has changed more under a manager, whereas what Conte has done with Romelu Lukaku. I can't find these examples here for Pep Guardiola, where he's made a player infinitely better under his guidance. There has been some cases, yes, of course, you can point to Raheem Sterling and say, yes, he's got better. He's a better player under Guardiola than he was at Liverpool. I don't know if that's 100% down to Guardiola, but if you look at the path of Romelu Lukaku, 
We have to say Antonio Conte's wholly responsible from from changing Lukaku's diet to changing his complete style of play, from from improving his first touch to getting him involved in the build-up play to to seeing him get assists and all kinds of different kind of goals. You have to credit Conte for a lot of that. If you compare Romelu Lukaku's body type to the Romelu Lukaku that left Man United to the one that's coming into Chelsea from Inter Milan, it's 100% different. So... He's going to be a big miss. Lukaku and Conte going together are going to be a massive miss. But there is still enough quality there for this team to get in the top four. And the market indicates that they're at one to three uh, to get into the top four. I wouldn't advocate that as a bet. Uh, I think all of these these top three in the market here, Juve 1 to 20, Inter Milan 1 to 3 and Atalanta 4 to 11 are going to occupy three of the top four places which is why you suddenly see it getting very tight once you get into a Napoli who are at 10 to 11 to get into the top four. Milan at 6 to 5 and then Jose Mourinho's Roma at 6 to 4 with Lazio the outsiders at uh, 9 to 4 and everybody else is bigger than 20 to 1. I think that um Napoli should be opposed here. It wouldn't surprise me to see Jose Mourinho manage to galvanize this team together and get enough results here and get enough points on the board to get them back into the Champions League. There isn't a whole load of difference in personnel when you're looking at Napoli, AC Milan and Roma. I think there's obviously some star players at certain teams. Latan Ibrahimovic is obviously coming towards the end of his career, but he's a player that can make a difference. I think when you're looking at Napoli, you have Kuabali in there. Um, it's surprising to me that he still stayed at Napoli all this time because he's been one of the top five centre-backs in the world for quite a while. And then when you're looking at Roma, they don't quite have that 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 key star player who who's ever, who's known throughout the world. However, um, they do have a lot of decent players here. Otherwise, Jose Mourinho wouldn't have gone there. And they have gone and spent £34 million on Tammy Abraham. And that will be a move which will be scrutinised, especially if Tammy, Tammy Abraham doesn't get doesn't hit the ground running and start to immediately score goals. But there's been a history of players coming from the Premier League so far uh, that have done well as of late. And of course, Lukaku's one of them. Ashley Young is another. And you can even use Victor Moses' as an example as a Premier League player that went there and did well. All these players, though, did end up going to Inter Milan here. So this is a big gamble here from Jose Mourinho. It's interesting to me to see where the bookies are pricing uh, Tammy Abraham in the top goal scorer market. He comes in at 14 to 1. So he's just inside the, the top 10. The market is obviously led by Cristiano Ronaldo. Then you have Atalanta players there with Zapata and Muriel at 8 to 1 and 9 to 1. Immobile of Lazio. Always a threat there at 9-1. to one. Then comes Otaro Martinez at 10-1. to one. If he stays at Inter Milan, I think he will uh, because I think there'll be a riot if they sell any more players. And then Tammy Abraham is a couple down there just ahead of Morata at 18-1 to one, with Zeko at 20-1 to one as well. I think Zeko represents some decent value. He's going to get some game time. I think Zlatan as well, all the way down there at 25-1. to one. Obviously carrying a knock here at the moment. Olivier Giroud has signed for AC Milan. He's at 20 to 1, but he's never been a big goal scorer. The Atlanta 2 here, between uh, Zap- uh, when you're looking at Zapata and Muriel, they will score goals. But their goals will be more shared than Immobile, um, who is the out-and-out top goal scorer at Lazio. I think he should be second in the market. But there's no doubt who should be first, and there's no doubt who's going to win this. Providing Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't move on to a different club, he will end up being the top goal scorer. I actually think 5-2 to two is a very, very good price here in this market. And uh, I would be backing Cristiano Ronaldo along with Juventus to win the league. So 
just have a look at everything I like here. Uh, I like Juve to win the league. I like Atalanta to finish in second place. So uh, Atalanta to win the league without Juve. I think the top four is obviously going to involve those top three teams in the market. So I do think Inter Milan are not weakened enough to get outside the top four. I still think they'll be there. I think they'll be there alongside Juve and Atalanta. And I think the other team that could potentially sneak in is Roma, although I'm not advocating that as, as a strong play. I just uh, I just believe that Jose Mourinho isn't completely washed up yet. And I think a league like Italy suits him as well. He can stylistically play his, his way of football and he can grind out enough results to get into the top four. I think the Premier League is very, very difficult when you have that golfing quality that Tottenham were trying to overcome where Manchester United have um, tons and tons of money, continue to grow. Liverpool are just the champions, although they, they seem to be going in the wrong direction. They still had a lot of the players last season and they still have maintained those players this season to, to challenge for the, the Premier League title. Manchester City, obviously Manchester City, they won it and um, got to the Champions League final. And Chelsea won the Champions League. So for Tottenham under Reno to finish any, above any of those teams who are actually not just four of the best teams in the Premier League, but four of the best teams in Europe, that was a very difficult assignment. We don't have that assignment here. Roma finishing above AC Milan or Napoli doesn't mean that you've come, you've gone and finished above any of the um, teams that are considered the two of the best in Europe. That's simply not the case here. Uh, looking at the relegation race here in Italy, I don't have too much to say about it. I think that it's been priced up correctly. Salernitana are a newly promoted team and they head up the market here at 4-7. to seven. But then Venezia are also a newly promoted team. They're next to 8-13. to 13. So they fancy those two teams to go straight back down. Spezia are next at 6-5. And uh, Eppoli at six to four, Genoa at two to one, Udinese at seven to two, Cagliari at five to two, Verona eleven to two, Torino thirteen to two. I, I do think all of the promoted teams will be in and around the the relegation race, and I have no real strong lean here. Um, I think when the market's right, the market's right. You just leave it. There's no point um, trying to force a play on it, and that's certainly not what we're going to do here with the Italian relegation odds. So as I said, priced up pretty much correctly, and uh, I think that is kind of the the narrative about Italy and the futures market. Everything has been done correctly here. Cristiano Ronaldo should be the top goal scorer. Um, Inter Milan should be the team that finished behind Juve despite selling Romelu Lukaku. I just personally think that is going to be Atalanta here. I would like to get a bigger price on, on Atalanta seeing that I'm opposing last year's champions and they've only lost one player. But unfortunately, I, I'm only getting five to two. But I still think it's a bet that will cash. I think the only place in the market where I think there's been an error by the books, and that's why I'm going to make it my lock, and that's on Juve to win the league. As I said, I'll reiterate what I said at the top of the show. Juve are the strongest squad here in Serie A. They have the strongest 11. At their core, they have key players from the Italian team that just won Euro 2020. Plus, they have Cristiano Ronaldo, who is without a doubt going to be the top goal scorer in Serie A this season. He's the top scorer every year, wherever he plays. So with all of that, plus Allegri coming in, I already had this team as champions. And I thought their strongest contenders would be an Inter Milan team that maintained all of their players from last year. And it would just be a case of how they cope without Conte. And I still had Juve winning, cha- winning the champion at six to five or five to four best price. Now it seems to me to be very, very cut and dry, especially with Romelu Lukaku gone. Now you're trying to overcome the absence of Conte. 
and Romelu Lukaku, and there's no sign that you're going to bring in players to strengthen. You're not going to spend that money. You're going to service the debt. And to move Juve from, from either 5 to 4, 6 to 5, whatever you were seeing, to just even money or minus 110 in some places, I think that's the worst price that I've seen. For me, that isn't significant line movement enough. So that is what I've circled here as the error. That is what I've circled here as the value. And that is what I'm taking here as my lock. So your futures lock here for Serie A this season is going to be Juventus to win the league. I've got that here at even money. So that's going to be your play that's already been given out to my clients as a two unit play and that was given out at a better price because that was originally available as I said at five to four we got it just as the Lukaku speculation was happening at 11 to 10 obviously there's been a lot of sharp money and even public money here on Juve where people fancy them to win perhaps that may go the other way in the next couple of days with this Ronaldo speculation but Ronaldo's come out and has pretty much squashed that speculation himself saying that people are being disrespectful talking about his future um, there's a story out that he may want to move uh, because Messi moved with Manchester City being uh, linked to him. I don't think there's any chance in hell that Matt, that Cristiano Ronaldo, who's absolutely loved and adored by Manchester United, goes to Manchester City ever. I think that will be damaging his legacy. And damage, damaging his legacy at 36 years of age is certainly something that Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't want to be a part of. For me, he'll move to Manchester United. Uh, he'll move to the MLS. I think that that would he can if he wants one more big move, it'll be Man United. Otherwise, um, he'll do his year here at Juve, and then he'll go to the MLS and make a ton of money um, being a big iconic figure there in the American League, being a big presence in America and uh, scoring a load of easy goals in a league that's 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 not good enough for, to have him. So he'll have a great time now. I'm sure um, Ronaldo's going to have his time in the MLS. I'm sure even Messi's going to have his time in the MLS. I think that's inevitable, but I just don't think it's going to happen this season. For me, I think if Cristiano Ronaldo moves, it'll be to Manchester United. But even with that... As a Man United fan, as much as I love him back, I love him back and I love Cristiano Ronaldo and he's probably my favourite United player of all time, despite the fact he left us for, for Real Madrid. I, I don't see how he fits in there. We've just put Jaden Sancho, who comes in from the, the right-hand side, so you'd have to play him down the middle. We've already got Cavani there doing one more year down the middle as well and we're supposed to be trying to bring through Mason Greenwood. Uh, Marcus Rashford doesn't have a position at the moment because he would have to play instead of Jaden Sancho. Uh, you can't necessarily put him on the other side because that looks like a position which is set up for Paul Pogba. Uh, then if you bring Cristiano Ronaldo in, do you suddenly take Bruno Fernandes off penalties? Do you take Bruno Fernandes off free kicks? How does that situation work when we have a clear leader in the team in terms of an attacking sense? Uh, Maguire's obviously our, our, our captain, the leader of the back line, but, but Bruno Fernandes has dibs on everything in and around the box. I mean, even, even Paul Pogba isn't getting many goes at, at free kicks now at, at Manchester United. So suddenly Cristiano Ronaldo comes in. He wants to take the free kicks. He wants to play down the middle, wants to, wants to be the man who, who plays instead of Cavani and Greenwood, wants to suddenly take the penalties as well. It, it's a very disruptive influence. At the moment, everything is set at Juve. It's the Cristiano Ronaldo show. If you take Cristiano Ronaldo out of Juventus, I'm not necessarily sure that Juventus still don't win the league and uh, Pablo Dybala comes in and he becomes that influential player that he's been touted as being for so long. 
or um, or you create enough chances for Morata to, to score the goal simply because you have so much talent in and behind. Cristiano Ronaldo hasn't ever, despite the fact that I believe that he's done more of his career than Lionel Messi because he's played in so many leagues, he's never been a man who's played in a, in a poor side where he hasn't had decent service to do what he does. And um, I, I still think the players in and around Cristiano Ronaldo will be able to cope without him. If Cristiano Ronaldo got injured, which he never does, but if he did end up missing three or four games, I wouldn't be too worried that Juve wouldn't be able to win those games in those leagues. If it's a big Champions League tie, obviously that's something completely different because without Cristiano Ronaldo, this Juve team have absolutely no chance of doing anything in the Champions League this season. But I think he's going to end up staying... <coughs> Sorry, I think this is all a uh, irrelevant conversation, especially when you're looking at the the season starting this weekend and the transfer window closing relatively soon. I don't think this is really a point of discussion. I think Cristiano Ronaldo's there. I think he's the top scorer in Serie A. I think he closes out his Serie A career with another fabulous season and another league title winner, another league title winner medal here for Juve. So uh, Juve to win the league once again is my lock here for this show. But to get all of my official plays, be it for Serie A, for La Liga, for the EPL, everything is over at lockbetting.com, which includes the European show, which went 5-1 and one at the weekend, including landing the lock. So that concludes your Serie A preview here. But there's still a load of content to come from me this week. There's going to be an edition of the fight show. Errol Spence is out of the fight with Manny Pacquiao, but we are still doing the the fight show because Manny Pacquiao is in action this weekend. Of course, we have the EPL show coming off a really big EPL show last weekend. And of course, Scamessa Italia, the preview of the weekend fixtures. No real huge fixtures that stick out this weekend, but it'll be interesting to see how all of the top teams perform. Um, Atalanta are starting away from home. Juve are starting away from home. So they're the two teams I'm expecting to to be in the top two. Inter Milan begin their defence of the Serie A title at home to Genoa. You could make a case that all of the um, the strong teams that we talked about, all of these teams challenging for the league or the Champions League positions, should make a winning start this weekend. But we'll preview that on Scamessa Italia, which should be out in the next couple of days. We're just going to let this future show sit at the top of the feed for a couple of days so everybody can get to listen to it. That's it for me. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys. And thanks for listening.